Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about season three, episode one, Eyewitness. Yay! No, seriously, yay! Yay! Although, I, I'm still a little... I Yeah, I know. I My little heart hurts. I, I liked the episode. I was not blown away by it. Yeah. Not but, like we were to contrast it with uh, Gotham's premiere. Yeah, Gotham was just, we were so blown away with it. Um, but with this one, I wasn't blown... But we knew they were going to totally reset the stage. Yeah, and, and they I'm did. S- and they really did. And I'm still not sure how I feel about everything just yet. I'm not quite comfortable with it. Yeah. Because it's new. I know I'm not. Cha- yeah, change is bad. Uh, they did explain a lot. Mm-hmm. But they still have a lot more to do. Yeah. No mention of Holly whatsoever. None. So I was like, mm, so we're just going to forget about him. What was Abraham up to the last nine months? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, surely... Um, if he were still killing people, then Ichabod and Abby would not have taken off. Right. And I have a hard time believing that after Ichabod killed Katrina, that Abraham would just be quiet. Yeah, I don't know it, about I don't that. see the horseman of death going into mourning for nine months. I don't either. So that was kind of hard to swallow, but I know they had to get him out of the way. Yeah. And I think they solved that well. Yeah. But I don't like the plot hole of what he was up to in those nine months. I don't either. So... Yeah, but it wasn't bad. It was better than I expected. I think maybe it was. Be- I know it was better than I expected. I was expecting like table Gar- you were flipping. expecting garbage. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> like, I'm gonna flip like 50 tables during this episode. Yeah. So, but you know, I think they did some things well. I think, I think they were trying to avoid something over the top. You know, to blow you away. They didn't yeah. want to try too hard. Yeah. Plus, I you think they I mean? were feeling us out more than anything. The audience, like, yeah. well, they're, they're there were certain easy. things that they were putting back, like, "Hey, look, right. look, we noticed, we noticed they, this." Yeah, they want us to trust them again. Yeah, so they're taking. We know you don't trust us anymore, so we're going to lay some groundwork here so that you can start learning to trust us again. Yeah, before they go whole hog on uh, something. Yeah, I think they're going cautious. Yeah, so, and I'm okay with that. I'd rather them than be conservative than try and overwhelm us with. Yeah. So that's my opinion. Um, it was like we said in the preview cast, it was directed by Peter Weller. I totally forgot he directed this. Yeah, who um I know him best from being uh Admiral Marcus from Star Trek into Darkness. That's where I know him from. Um it was it was written by uh Albert Kim was the main writer and he wrote Kindred, Heartless, and Spellcaster. Okay. So, um, but the story editors were Sam Chalson, who wrote on Indispensable Man, Deliverance, and Kali Yuga, and then uh, Nelson Graves, who wrote on Deliverance and Kali Yuga. Okay, so we still have a lot of the same writers. Yes, yes. And so that's why I think, I I, I don't know, I feel like um, they're making a concerted effort. It was a showrunner thing. They didn't clean house with the writing staff. No. They had did you have they do have some new writers on board. Yeah. But it was not a full like it wasn't a whole you total all regime suck, change. We're going yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's ta- so do I with think, that what you will. Yeah, I think maybe that um Clifton has like pulled the reins in, and tightened the ship a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he still left the same people. Yeah. There. Yeah. Which is cool. We'll see what happens. So we start out with uh, and and I groaned like what right away. Um, we started out with uh, death because it's not Abraham; it's full it's on the headless. horseman of death because it's not Neil, right? 
And um, he's riding through the woods on his horse that continues to have poorly CGI'd red eyes. So bad. And um, this shot of lightning uh, hits right in front of his path. And, of course, his horse rears back dramatically. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, from that lightning materializes this woman who we know to be Pandora. Right. Um, Real quick, I did a little look because okay if we're going to be dealing with pandora this season then we should probably know a little bit about who pandora is yes she is from greek mythology right so please know ramoni greek let's just stick with just plain old greek okay yeah because it did just say greek in my uh in my, in my closed close, captioning yeah, my it did not caption. say ramoni greek like it has in the past mine did too um she was the first human woman created by the gods specifically hephaestus and athena on the instructions of zeus okay uh, Zeus uh, ordered Hephaestus, and I'm practically reading from Wikipedia here, so real easy to find. Uh, Zeus ordered Hephaestus to mold her out of Earth as part of the punishment of humanity for Prometheus's theft of the secret of fire. Ooh. And all the gods joined in offering her seductive gifts. Her other name inscribed against her figure on a white ground kylix in the British Museum is Anzadora. She who sends up gifts. Oh, okay. Okay, so according to the myth, Pandora opened a jar. Oh, it was a jar. In modern accounts, sometimes mistranslated as Pandora's box. (laughs) Pandora's jar. Pandora's jar. (laughs) Is that like a mason jar? I guess. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, releasing all the evils of humanity, although the particular evils aside from plagues and diseases are not specified in detailed by Hesod. I'm not saying that right, am I? Mm. H-E-S-I-O-D. Mm-hmm. Leaving only hope inside once she had closed it again. So basically, the Pandora myth is a, the myth it kind of that, explains why bad shit happens. Exactly addresses the question of why there is evil in the world. Right? Why do bad things happen? Well, Pandora. because Pandora released evils into the world. Damn it, Pandora! So because you know that's Greeks explain yeah. things that well, way. Well, that's true. That's what that's what the whole mythology was. So that's. It was real basic that that's Actually, who I just she ass- is. I just assumed everything happened because Zeus wanted to put his dick in it. Well, apparently not. He was trying to punish humanity for Prometheus's stealing fire, so... Damn. Whatever. My life is a lie. I know, right? So this is... And we've... Uh, and clearly, based on the next couple of minutes, she's that Pandora. That's what we see, because she has the box and she... Puts death in it. Just yes. get in the box. And he gets in the box. And Yeah, because like, she likes his horse, and so she sings to it. But she's, you notice she's not talking to death? No, she's talking she's to the talking horse. She's talking to the horse. And so death's... <laughs> it's so funny, because the horseman's like, you know, ah, I don't know who you are, so chop. And um, so he goes to... He goes to you <laughs> well, know, it's not, he's not talking, so... He, knows to, uh, deca- he goes to decapitate her, and she just freezes him. Because like, she has the, nothing, she don't want nothing to do with him. Just the flick of her wrist, and so she's very powerful. And um, she sings a little song. She sings specifically Cock Robin. Okay. It is a nursery rhyme. Okay. It is uh, much used as a murder archetype in world culture. Oh, really? Yes. We have a nursery rhyme about murder? Yes. Well, that's actually not that far out of the realm of possibility well i mean if you think we have one about the plague so uh let's see the earliest recorded of the rhyme um was published in 1744 extended Mm. version uh was not printed until 1770 oh so that's even ichabod's time frame yeah and it goes on and on because she just sings the first stanza yeah 
who killed Cock Robin. I, Cock Robin. I said the sparrow with my bow and arrow. I killed Cock Robin. Well, the second one is the fly, and then you get the fish and the beetle and the owl, and it just goes on and on, um, telling the story of who killed Cock Robin. And I've got a link to the entire okay uh, nursery rhyme. It's kind of there's some references that it has to do with the legend of of Robin Hood. Oh, but you know, uh, who will do, and it goes on about who will dig his grave. And oh, wow, it's dark and scary. So, well, apparently, it kind of is either she's just singing it to be dramatic, or it's almost like a spell because as she's singing, Headless gets pulled into her box. Well, later on, we see her do it again. Yeah. So, and that's that other one is actually a thing too. So, okay, we'll get we'll get to that one later. Um, so yeah, he gets pulled into the box, Pandora's box. So right at the get-go, boom, we get headless out of the way. Yep. Which, fine. We were so sick of that whole story, and they're like showing us, boom, we're wrapping this up right here. I'm, I'm we, just you with get you. Your wish. I want to know what he's been doing for the last nine months, and that Abby and Ichabod didn't see that as a giant glaring, uh, you know, open loophole. Hole in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's They think happen. the apocalypse is over, but yet they're okay with death running around. Yeah, they're fine with Abraham just kind of hanging out in the world. he stays at his carriage house and doesn't bother anybody? He's been off like, yeah, I don't see why the horse of death would be quiet. I don't either. It doesn't make any sense to me. Especially knowing that Abraham's a fuck boy. <laughs> and he would be pissed off that Ichabod killed Katrina. Yeah. Katrina's dead. Yeah. I, yeah. So, and I don't think when they, she puts him in the box, I don't think he's dead. No, I didn't I just get think that impression he's at all. Trapped in the box. She's using his power. Yeah, because she says, um, she says into the box, uh, in Greek. In no, I didn't try to translate because um, that she's given it the power of death. So but, she didn't have the power of death before. Apparently not. Okay. So, but then she calls out fear out of the box. Um, so she's very much in control of this box. That's what I got from it. She is. And did you notice that she's treating all of these creatures as if they are her children? Yes. She's singing a nursery rhyme to them. Yeah. She talks to the horse in hushed tones and is very soft. Yeah. And when she calls for f- the fear. Yep. It comes out and she soothes she's it. She's very soothed. Yeah. She's like yeah. a mother to them. Mother of demons? Well, you know, that was Lilith, but whatever. Well, you know. Um, And there's nothing to say that they can't do whatever the fuck they want with the Pandora mythology. I mean, they've kept the pertinence, but they could do whatever they want. Oh, sure they can. And, and I'm fine with that. And so she she calls out fear and this monster slash demon, because we're not, we don't really get a good look at it. Not yet. Um, Rises from the box and she tells it that they have work to do. And um, so at this point, I'm like, I don't know if it's a demon or just a monster. Um... Because I don't know if she's on in the hell camp or if she's just fucking yeah, we shit don't, up. We, we don't know enough. We yet. don't know. We're so, not there yet. Um, so we move on to Abby, and she um, meets her confidential informant Johnny in an alley with a trash can lid to his face because uh, he's trying to run away. Did you miss me? <laughs> and he doesn't want to cooperate, so she um, she handcuffs him, and then. Um, Abby and her, uh, for lack of a better word, partner, uh, want to know about a meeting with some guy named Lorenzo. Okay. And already I'm like, I don't care. Okay, now I want to point <laughs> out that this partner that she keeps calling Sir, so I think it's a senior partner, or yeah. training partner or something, yeah. uh, I believe Granger is the name that they give him, is played by C. Thomas Howell. Yay! 
which I did not realize when we first watched it. It was when I did my rewatch and it came up guest starring. So you yeah, I, I didn't know like, until you told me. Oh, okay. yeah. He's aged. Yeah. He's aged. Yeah, quite a bit. He shouldn't do that. They, none of them. Because if he that. gets older, that means I get older. That's and I don't, true. No. That's true. We're not having that happen. So <laughs> uh, I have a, I was having a hard time trying to figure out how Abby got through Quantico and was in the field. Yeah. But you looked up five months? Yes. twenty. It's a 20-week uh, training course at Quantico, which I thought that was kind of short, but... But, you know, what do we know? Yeah. Um, but for So that would mean... Five months training, four months in the field? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because um, this is where they're we push- find out. I still think they're pushing it a little bit. That she's uh, she's in the FBI now. and um, In he, the Quantico? Yeah. And he, uh, the the guy is going to check on um, the meeting with Lorenzo. And so she, she lets him go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, her boss tells her to stop thinking like a local law enforcement officer. And he makes a point of saying that she's moving up fast, and um, I don't like that he's kind of riding her ass about it. Yeah, he's kind of a hard ass. So, yeah. He's not wrong, though. Yeah. It kind of goes back into what you see a lot, and I don't know how true this is, but you see this a lot in TV and movies that the FBI sees local law enforcement as kind of, you know, yokels. Below them. Yeah. Yeah. So, whatever. I wouldn't doubt it, though. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. So, um, So, Abby gets a call. And uh, we hear, like, yeah, I know him. He's where? <laughs> and, of course, the he is Ichabod. And he's in jail in a very unflattering orange jumpsuit. I, I don't know that he's in jail. He's being detained. He's being detained. She said it was an ICE detention facility. I'm, I'm assuming it's some kind of an immigration that, so. something. Um, and so we find out two very important things. And the number one important thing that we find out is that, for some reason, he's cut his hair. And we have no idea why. And we oh, also- ICE's Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Oh, well, there we go. Duh. So he's not in jail, jail, but he's in he's in foreign people jail. Yeah. And so we fo- we also find out that they haven't talked in nine months. Okay, and you're you're talking about his hair is gone, and he's wearing orange. Yeah. And in some of the promo photos, they were saying orange is the new skinny jeans, and I totally agree. <laughs> no, no, baby, no, no. Uh, yeah. So we find they haven't talked in nine months and And my heart breaks so like crane went for a walk and never came back (laughs) is that what they said yeah she says he went on a walkabout which you know she says she and i I don't know if it's here or later but she says i totally understand you leaving you had a lot going on but don't you didn't call and he makes a point of saying that um he uh he needed solitude and then it just became habit oh well, a walkabout refers to a rite of passage during which male Australian Aboriginals would undergo a journey right. during adolescence. I learned that from Gargoyles. Apparently, I did not watch enough Gargoyles. Yeah, there was a walkabout episode. I did not. I was not aware that a walkabout wasn't actually a thing. Yes, it is a thing. I didn't realize he was Australian Aborigine either. So no, he is not whatever. So, um, so yeah, my I, like this whole point, I'm just like, no, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, the hair is gone. That was enough for me. I know. <laughs> The matching haircuts are cute, but I read somewhere online about is, is there a mind meld for haircuts? <laughs> and I think a lot of it for Tom is just that he wants to grow his hair out. I believe it is his actual hair this season. Yeah. Because I've seen some promo fit or photos of him. Yeah. Like not 
not promo photos, but photos of Tom yeah. recently. Out and about, and he's got longer hair. So, yeah. which I'm fine with. It's just, I don't know that you shouldn't have just eased him in with a wig right. until it got long enough. Well, the, the promo art they released of the two of them back to back to each other with the tree branches in the background, you know, he still has his ponytail in that. And he does in the flashbacks, too. So at least they didn't change that. That's true. But to do the promo f- image with his with- hair and then to cut it off, I'm like, yeah it's not cognitive dissonance man stop lippy shit all right i guess we should get on with the actual so, show um yeah it turns out that he tried to get back into the u.s with uh quote-unquote restricted materials <laughs> and um abby basically wants none of his shit she's like yeah you didn't call me no nope. and he's been in there for like five days and now he finally calls her five days yes yeah and he says, I have been delinquent in my communication. No shit, Ichabod. Yeah. <sighs> well, we were talking about that. Okay, well, surely they would have texted each other or kept in touch somehow. Something. But apparently not. But then it became a habit. Yeah. I just want to smack him upside the head. Well, and I also wanted to be like, who is paying for your jaunt around Scotland? I know, right? Yeah. Who's paying for your airline ticket? Who's paying for anything? I don't understand. Um. So... He uh, pulls out Katrina's jankety old necklace. Okay, now I have a problem with this, too. Why he was able to keep it? Why, why not was he able to, but why would he yeah. keep the necklace your ex-friend gave your ex-wife as a betrothal gift? Yeah. Well, maybe not ex-wife, but... Well... Dad, why, why, why? Why yeah. would you want that? Well, and I was, I was uh, taking umbrage with the fact that they let him keep it in the detention facility. Yeah, I don't see that they would do that. Yeah. So, and he even, like, looks around before he gives it to Abby, like, okay, I'm not being watched. Yeah. Um, He's not a criminal mastermind. It's not like, I mean, so, yeah, I just, so he has this necklace, and, um, and I was like, this is not the kind of jewelry that you should be giving her. No. <laughs> but he's showing it to her. He's not yes. giving it to her. And so he says that the necklace is linked to the soul of Abraham. That w- and basically, it's gone dark. Okay. Now, it would have been nice to have known in season two that it was linked to his soul. Yeah. Instead of just it allowed her to see him. Because that's what we were. That's the impression we were given. Yeah. We were under the impression that it was just had a spell on it or it was charmed or some such. But Because Abraham left that necklace for Ichabod to find to remind him, hey, remember what happened with Katrina? And that started the right. whole... Um, you know, the whole story with that back way back in season one. And so I, if it was tied to his soul, I don't know that he would have been that cavalier with it. Yeah, but again, they're retconning everything. Pretty much. And they're using that to, ex- but at least they're explaining something At least here. it's an explanation. It may yeah. not be the one I like, but it's it's better than we're better just going to ignore it. And better than him just bringing it out and saying, oh, look here, Ab- something's happened to Abraham. Boom. Yeah. Okay, explain that. Well, at least they did explain something. Yeah, and so this necklace has gone dark because he was in his cell and he felt this, it like glowed and then it went dead. Well, don't forget he was talking to his cellmate, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I think I think at that point when he was talking and we didn't realize Jesus was in his cell with him and it was his cellmate, I was like, what the actual fuck is happening? I yes. don't understand what is going on. I know. And then he was like, Jesus. And I'm like, hey. Ichabod, you know you're a religious man and then yeah jesus pokes his head out from the bottom <laughs> bunk but jesus provides us with those wise words it's a hard knock it's life a hard knock life for us <laughs> it was so profound it was uh <laughs> and I, yeah i'm surprised they let him keep it yeah so but he thinks something happened to death and that dark forces are in motion it's because they are 
And um, so the thing he tried to smuggle in is a tablet. And it holds the key to them as witnesses. Um, and he also finds out that she's uh, she's with the FBI now. He's like, you're with the federal police? Because he had a yeah, nice he little has a rant. Yeah, prob- he has he a, a problem with them. Yeah, he had a nice little rant about it last season. Yes. So at least they kept that. Um, but we also get a neat little dramatic Ichabod putting his clothes on. That's exactly what I called it. it a quick so dramatic great. change of clothes to the real Kane. Crank Kane? Crane. And um, so basically Abby gets him out. And, but they won't let him have his property. Um, he has to fill a form out, and he makes a little speech. And he she's like, does. and we're going to leave. He quotes, he says he's quoting Thomas Paine, mm-hmm. uh, which I could not actually find the quote that he was referencing. In order to contribute it to Thomas Paine. But Thomas Paine uh, was a person who, in 1776, published Common Sense, which was a strong defense of American independence from England. Okay. So maybe he heard the quote uh, firsthand. Yeah, I don't know what so. that was about, but he Thomas Paine was a dude. Yeah, that did things. So <laughs> he said things, and it was great. But then, like, he sees a cellmate. Yeah, and he flashes like a sideways like a gain sign, sign or something. Yeah, and Abby's like, "So do you want to stay with your new friends?" And he's like, "Oh God, no! Oh God, no!" And so they leave. Um, so we go to two idiots in the woods with some guns and beer, and they fight. And, and our, a monster attacks. And that's about all that happens. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. This I refer to it as the not Corbin cabin. The not Corbin cabin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have fear shows up and all is yummy. And is all yummy or something. They did. Okay, so they're dead. <laughs> so they did and rawr. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a highly... Uh, Specific term. Specific term. Yes. And so having... Now that I got a better look at it, it does look demon-esque because it's got the white eyes. Which well, white all, eyes we've seen are not good. That's true. And he's all red. Yeah. And he almost looks squishy. Well, they don't. Yeah, they don't give us a real good look at him, which I think is good. That's probably good. Because yeah. their practical effects have never been what I would that interesting. Great. So so that's fine. Um, so Ichabod, uh, we go back to Ichabod and Abby and they're driving and he tells her of his airplane voyage. And um, he calls her lieutenant and she corrects him for like a second to agent and then she's like no 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 no, no. that wouldn't feel right and I was like oh I was so worried yeah I was so worried there's so only so much change we can handle too yeah and I put in my notes and I rejoice because there's only so much change I can take yes now he's he she she makes she uses the phrase crane on a plane crane on a plane which I'm not sure if I prefer that or crane on the brain <laughs> one or the other <laughs> Crane on a plane, crane on the brain. Um, and so, yeah, she kind of chides him again for not calling her sooner because, damn it, they're a team. And he questions the team part because Are they, we? they have nothing to team up against anymore, basically. And um, so he went to Scotland in search of other crane ancestors so he wouldn't be alone. Mm-hmm. And he went back to his ancestral home. In Scotland, wasn't it? In Scotland, and apparently there was some mausoleum that he went to, and um, he found a grave marker for himself. Which is just weird, because wasn't he buried in the States? Yeah, and his... I say the States. And his immediate family was in England. His ancestral home may have been in Scotland, but his family was in England. Yeah, the whole family tree thing doesn't make any sense. So I don't know why anybody would have put a grave marker, but then again, that could have been a sign left for him, because behind it, he finds this tablet. And he says it is Sumerian, and it's like 4,000 years old. 
Which it is. And it, it would be. He was able to translate some of it as the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, my God. Whatever. And Abby cracks up. Yeah, it's it's pretty crackable. Um, if we back up a little bit, I do like that they address the agent versus lieutenant part. Yes, I know we don't like change, and they they stuck that in there, but they explained it. Yes, he, well, he didn't just continue to call her lieutenant. Yeah, they do address that she actually is an agent. So I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, the whole him finding his grave tomb thing makes no sense to me whatsoever. No, they explain it, but it doesn't. It's not logical. <laughs> it doesn't coincide with what we already knew. No. It doesn't work for me. No. Um, but whatever. Again, they're retconning everything. Pretty much. Uh, Sumerian. They had to find a way for him to get his hands on this damn tablet. I guess. Which, but still make it Scotland. Make it England where he was from. Yeah. That didn't. Because it would have made sense for his father. And we don't know about anything about his mom. Um, would have given him some kind of a grave marker. Well, sure. Um, but. Again, he goes into like the, it's in like a cavern tomb thing, and he opens it up, and it's just like a place marker. Yeah, he's got on the a wall. torch for God's sake! Yeah, and he takes his knife and and pops it off the front of it. So I wonder if maybe if it's just like he talks about ancestral home, but I don't. Was that a practice people would have done to just put up plaques for descendants? See, I don't or think ancestry? so. I don't think make, so. It doesn't make any sense to no. me. Okay, so the Sumerian engraving that's from the Iraqi region, mm-hmm. um, roughly thirty three fifty BC. Um, is about the time, uh, effectively, it's extinct between 2000 and 1800 BC. Okay. It's a classical language until about 100 AD. Okay. So, very, very dead language. Um, of course, Ichabod can translate. And they show pictures of the tablet that he's talking about, and mm-hmm. it looks like a bunch of freaking, it looks like Braille. Yeah. Is what it looks like. But the images that I pulled up of Sumerian are more like pictures. Yeah, they're more intricate. More pictography of shapes squares triangles arrows things um and this just looks like dots and so i abby goes in and tries to summarize what he's telling her and she calls it babylonian yeah and he corrects her no it was sumerian well sumerian is contributed to the babylonian civilization so she wasn't wrong damn it ichabod he was just being nitpicky but yeah she's totally not buying this and um she doesn't want to this is just like it's like we're starting the show all over again. Yeah. Where she's like, nope, we're done. It's, we've reset to the start. Yeah. This whole episode has been basically a, a complete parallel of the pilot episode. Yeah, in a lot of ways. <laughs> in so many ways. Yeah. But it's almost like they're being honest about it. Yeah. I we're re- re- retconning the show. Here you go. We're not going to hide it. Yeah, and that's the impression I got. It wasn't like a bait and switch. It wasn't like smoke and mirrors. It was like stuff didn't work. We're going to explain some stuff and we're going to start kind of over. Yeah. So. We're we're sorry, but here you go. Which I respect. You kind of have to at this point. Yeah. So uh, they get interrupted when a dispatcher calls Abby um, because apparently these two dead guys were found at the uh, federal park and... um, they request Abby's assistance. They do mention jurisdictional issues, which is great detail. Yeah. And that's my problem with Bones is, and they used to explain it. They explained it in the first couple of episodes, like how the FBI got involved in just a murder investigation. Right. And are they, were they invited? And they never, they, they stopped doing that. And that's always been my problem with FBI shows is, except for Criminal Minds, because Criminal Minds is always very clear about when they're called in. 
when it crosses jurisdictional lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cross, and well, they are always used specifically. They use cross the state line. Yes, because then it becomes a federal because then it state. Comes, yeah, but they do at least they address it. At least they talk about it. So, um, she says she tells the dispatcher that she's on her way, and she tells Ichabod that she has a new mission now. And I'm like, I don't like your new mission because it sucks. <laughs> Because I am a crusty old person and get off my get lawn, off lawn and you change things. I know. But they have to change things. I know. They have to fix it. So. Okay. So they go to this cabin. The not Corbin cabin. The not Corbin cabin. Murder cabin. Murder cabin. And um, Abby and Ichabod go inside and apparently people are cool with Ichabod just poking around. Yeah. That makes no. It's. That bugged me crap out of me. Yeah. And to me it makes even. Because I'm assuming he's going to work with her again. Sure. Of course. Because this is sleepy He's going to become another consultant. How this makes even less sense than him working with the county police, him working with the this with is the, FBI. the fed, they don't let anybody on those scenes. No, this makes no sense. I know, especially because he's dressed up in you know the way he's dressed. <laughs> Which can I just say it's fine? But there's nothing wrong with how he's dressed. But but it's a bit odd. It's weird. So um. Abby says that the theory is it was an animal attack, but she's like, there's no predators in the area. And so um, there's some some like sticky junk on the banister. And it um, looked like freaking blood to me. Yeah. And Abby's like, take a sample. And um, so Ichabod goes back outside and he looks super pretty in the process. I mean, he like throws his coat oh, the, back. Oh, and, yeah. The lighting was great. Yeah. And um, the hair flowing. Yeah, exactly. And so he finds this uh, footprint in the mud nearby by the well. And um, Abby comes out and, you know, he's like, nope, it's not human or animal. That he, or that animal print that he knows. That he knows of. And so he's like, we're going to test with dragon's breath that I have. And okay. it's, it's going to be, it's this demon uh, presence uh, activator or whatever. And he mentions like the Spanish, I want to say it wasn't the Spanish Inquisition. It, or no, so. it was the Dominicans. It might have been the Dominicans during the Spanish Inquisition. Okay. Or during the Inquisition, maybe not the Spanish Inquisition. <clears throat> because the Inquisition was lots of places. Right. So, you know, I looked up Dragon's Breath. Of course you did. Which, by the way, you can buy it on Amazon. Yeah. And I don't know about any kind of historical usage or anything, but it's this powder that's used for magic tricks is what it is. Ah. And it does flame. And okay. I found a YouTube video <laughs> of, of somebody demonstrating Dragon's Breath. Okay. And I will show it to you okay. in a little while, and I will put a link to it. Okay. Because it's kind of cool. I mean, it does exactly... Does it do the blue flames exactly like it did in the episode? Not blue, okay. but it does flame. Okay. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah. So he sprinkles it, um, and he's like, if there's demonic activity, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to heat up. And it kind of well, just... It- boils it, it bubbles fizzles. and uh so i was like anyway and I then thought, it well i kind of was thinking well if it's bubbling like that then that's heating right yeah and yeah then when they walk away it booms, get a little flame like, thing oh, okay um and evil has returned to sleepy hollow dun, dun, dun. and so i put in my notes that for tonight's performance ichabod crane will be playing the part of the token witch Yes, apparently so, he's now the he's, witch in the family. Yeah, so he's fulfilling that kind of witchy role that we previously got from Katrina. Um, so Abby takes Ichabod to the Westchester now, FBI office. Now wait, back up just a second. Yeah. We got our intro Yeah, in this scene. Yeah. There was no kissy face scene no, in the intro. There was no. no Katrina kissy face scene. There was not. I was very, very concerned. The 
that they were not going to uh no you know there's that scene where they meet up in the woods and they embrace and they oh, smooch yeah you know the one i'm talking about because yeah. yeah. i was watching the intro and they did not they, they totally took the, it out yeah hmm, whatever so yeah. it's gone yay, yay. there's um, no trace of her <laughs> there's no trace of her well no when they first open it when they the very dun, dun, there's that that first yeah they you do see katrina raising her raising arms up her, and, but that could be any witch but that has to you gotta know. start the music off right i guess yeah. so they uh they go to fbi westchester um which is not a thing yes it is it is not there is no Westchester field office. There is a satellite slash resident agency office in New Rochelle that serves Western and Putnam counties because I looked it up. But Westchester County is the county that Sleepy Hollow is in. Yes, but there is not a okay. f- there is not an FBI office. Right. Uh, the office that yeah, serves that, are, yeah, that, that serves wasn't. Westchester is in New Rochelle, and it is not even a field office. It is considered a satellite office slash resident agency, whatever the fuck. Well, that where is. did you want her to go? You just do not want her in the FBI, do you? I don't. I don't like it. Well, I'm sorry. It's where she is. You're going to have to respect her life choices. <laughs> Damn it, That's Lieutenant. That's all there is. <laughs> That's all there is to it. You're going to have to respect her life choices. And did you notice all throughout this episode, they, Abby kept saying stuff like the perks of being a federal agent. It's almost like they were trying to sell people like me on it. Yeah. Like, see, look, this can be cool. She can get forensics done. <laughs> because, like, we used to get forensic evidence from mm-hmm. the sheriff's department. And w- both of us were like, that's bullshit. Yeah, that, that DNA evidence came in way too fast. So now I guess she's got resources, but also with so resources, it. yeah. But also with resources comes higher scrutiny. That's she true. can't just do whatever the fuck she wants. But I think to have only been in the field for a few months, she's got an awesome office. Yeah. What the hell? It's yeah. huge. It. I mean, like most of the BAU agents on Criminal Minds have a desk in the bullpen. I know. I even um, what's his name? His office upstairs is just this tiny little room, and mm-hmm. JJ has a tiny little room. Yeah. Or did, to, before she became, like, a full agent. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, you're so, right. I just don't like this. I know you don't, but it's what it is. I know. I know. Why, why do you not like her being in the FBI? What about it bothers you so much? Change. <laughs> just because it's a change? That, and I think that there's going to be so much more scrutiny now. But don't you want, don't we want more scrutiny? Wasn't it no, too I easy mean, before? On her, well, yeah, but her activities at the sheriff's department because she was established as an officer mm-hmm. for a long time with them. I was okay with her having more leeway. Now she gets, but I don't of, see her having leeway. But one of our problems with her being at the sheriff's department was that we never saw her being responsible to church with responsible to her work yeah she almost was never we almost never saw her working yeah it was always like i'm gonna work this case because i decided to right there was no um no accountability retaliation no accountability in that and now they're gonna give it to us something that we were complaining about i know so it's changing i don't like it get off my lawn i know but i know you're trying to logic me trying to help (laughs) you you are it is what it is Uh, it, it really is um, and so she explains to Ichabod basically that this is what I was going to do anyway, and I'm putting my life back on track. It's ex- but that's it's exact. But I'm glad that they addressed that. They talked and, about her going to Quantico in season one, and then never mentioned it again. Yeah, and I, I will say I am glad from a character standpoint that Abby didn't like wait around and moon over Ichabod being gone. It's character development. Yeah, she was like, okay, he's gone. I'm going to move on. Right. I mean, yeah. They, and they think that they or she thought that they're trial was over or whatever i mean it was a huge jump from there to here yeah 
But and I think again, that's, I think that's probably why I don't like it because it's it feels like whiplash to me because I didn't get the nine months, which I know the nine months would have been pretty boring because it'd been like, okay, yeah. Abby's in training. Okay, Abby's in more training. Okay, yeah. Abby's, you know. So, I mean, I get why they did it, but I don't like stuff like that. It's a reboot, though. Yeah. And that's, totally, ex- that's exactly reboot. what this is. It's a, think, it's not a hard reboot. It's like a soft it's reboot. It's a soft, it's a, it is a soft reboot. But, but it is. It's not as hard of a reboot as, say, like Star Trek. Yeah. Um, although I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. The Star Trek reboot was good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. It was either to keep going on the path they were on, which was sucking. Yeah. Or reboot it. Yeah. And that's what they've done. So I'm, I'm not liking everything so far, but. Is there anything you do like? I actually did think the episode was not bad. Okay. So, mm. (laughs) um, so Abby's got this big old board up, which apparently when when you have access to the FBI graphics uh, team, yeah, it's not like a a, a whiteboard no, with magnets or push no, pins or like anything. No, it's like an actual board that was printed for this anaconda. Well, I, th- I thought it was like a uh, a monitor. Oh, you thought oh. I was thinking like a big TV or something. I was thinking it was kind of like a science fair board where oh, yeah. I, like I don't that know. too. I wasn't looking that closely. <laughs> so uh, yeah, her current case is, is this Lorenzo guy that we she mentioned before. Um, he's leading this drug trafficking ring. And, and Anaconda is such an original name. It is. So It is. And so um, the guy that's in charge of the investigation, who is her boss that we saw earlier, he comes in and he tells Abby, he's like, come to my office in, in 10 minutes. And um, Abby introduces Crane very briefly. And then uh, the guy leaves. He didn't seem very interested. No. And um, apparently Ichabod does not have the effect on all the men like he does on all the ladies. As we see later. And uh, so he leaves and Ichabod's like, so uh, there's this far greater role for them now. And Abby's like, yeah, so, uh, you know, might not seem that, you know, what he was looking for in the tablet translation, but something strange was responsible. So she's basically like, I think your tablet's bullshit, <laughs> but something weird <laughs> happened. Because <laughs> Ichabod's like, oh, the Bible foretold of seven tribulations, okay, and so, we've only had one. Okay, but when did seven years become seven tribulations? This ep- this episode, right now, yeah, right here. <laughs> that bugs me. I don't like that. See, you don't like the I, the mythology stuff, and I don't like law enforcement. Well, it's <sighs> years. Okay, her going from being a sheriff to the FBI—that's organic. Okay. <laughs> That's a that's a move that had already been previously talked about. Yeah. It's something that happened. Years do not just does not translate into tribulations. They're well, two different things. Especially since the seven years was bullshit anyway, because it's not seven it years. Was. It's like three and a half years according to the Bible. Yeah, however uh, they descri- it describes it the Bible actually describes as days, like yeah. twelve. And if you translate blah, 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 that blah, blah, days. into years, it's like I think it's, I think it's like half of seven. It's like three and a half. Yeah. But years do not become trials. <laughs> Tribulations. Okay. Well, what is a tribulation? It's a, a trial. trial. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't get me on semantics but, here. But so that takes, but what they did is they took away the arbitrary time frame of seven they, years. They fixed it. And they said, oh, well, it's as long as we want it to be. Because Which is our fine. first tribulation was two seasons long and fuck you. <laughs> Which is fine. So that, that's what I think so they were doing. it was so harsh. Yeah. I was like, what, what? I kind of wanted Abby to even say, wait a minute, tribulations, I thought it was years, but I guess they're just not even touching They're that. just not even going to address it. They're just, yeah. boom, here you go. This is what it is. So, yeah. whatever. So, um, so yeah, he thinks that this is the start of a new one, which I was like, okay, tribulations take well, breaks between? I guess so. 
they lull you into a false sense of security. Well, they do have to wait for the next season to start. <laughs> That's true. You got to get the reboot going. Yeah. And so... Um, subtle, 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 subtle. Kick to the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, so she promises to help Ichabod get to the get to the truth of these deaths, even though she still doesn't believe that it's, you know, the But that's apocalypse. what Abby does. Right, right. She's patting him on the head. It, pretty much. And so this uh, technician comes in, Danny. Danny. And um, she has forensics already, which I don't care if you're the FBI or not. Forensics do not take no time at all. Don't take minutes. Um, and so the hunters, uh, they found this um, hormone. And the hunters were terrified at the moment of death. Which I'm like, why is that a big deal? If it was a animal attack, they would have been scared. But it would if it was but, any kind of attack, they would have been scared. But they probably mentioned it because it was over the top of like normal fear. They didn't say that though. Well, but then why else would they mention it? Oh, I know. <sighs> um. So Danny's like completely dazzled <laughs> by Ichabod. Why? Because he why pretty? was well. Okay, I understand why, but but it was over the top. But. Why was this intern or the sciency Squidward person? Not Squidward. Squintern. Squid. Well, you know, in Bones, they call them Squinterns. Yes, they do. That's where I was trying Squidward. to go. And I, I was like, I, said I don't know where you're going. <laughs> Squintern. Um, why was it even important? Okay, I understand. One glance at him. Okay, fine. But she just gets googly. Yeah. Why was that so important? They had to remind us he's pretty with his well, haircut. They don't have to remind me he's pretty. We know he's pretty. <laughs> the whole episode, I wanted somebody to comment on their matching haircuts. I was very upset yeah, when nobody did. Jenny should have been the one to do it. Jenny, that would have been perfect. That would have been Jenny. perfect. But yeah. I really don't understand why it was necessary for her to be that over the top, googly eyed over him. Yeah, immediately. And she's blonde, and she's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why was this? Why? Yeah. yeah. I. It, so Danny eventually leaves, and Ichabod says that they need to tap into less terrestrial information. Science will only take us so far. Yeah. Whatever. Archive time! Yeah, I have it all caps. Archives! Except for now I'm sad, again. Yeah. Because the archives is all, like, uh, dusty and draped over with crap, and Abby says that it's uh, scheduled for demolition next month. And Ichabod's Ichabod is... Super pissed, and which I was too. I'm very glad he was that upset because I was like, this this probably was table flipping for me. I was not happy. I was like, nope, mm -mm, nope, I refuse to accept this. And um, so Jenny comes in though, and I was very happy. And um, they they hug. So at least he hugs. He gets a hug. Well, he seems surprised by it. He's like, oh. And, um, We're touching now. This is where we find out that Frank left uh, with his entire family. Well, there's these two boxes that yeah. say Irving in huge letters on it. Yeah. And at least they gave us that. Yeah. And Jenny um, Jenny says that he left without word or warning in the middle of the night. And um, Ichabod's like, "We, you have no idea where he went? And she's like, no, it would. somebody must have helped him with, with knowledge of how to evade uh, how to be evasive for all her life from law well, enforcement. And I don't how know to who get that out. And she says something about out of the country. Yeah. So I'm thinking he might be out, out of country. Yeah. He's not just out of town. He's. Yeah. So while I, I'm, I'm good with the explanation they gave, because I mean, we even talked about this in the preview cast that I could see Irving wanting to protect his family. Right. But I also don't know that I would see him turning his back on, you know, because they've likened him to a uh, apostle. Yeah. Not an apostle. 
Disciple. Disciple. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's the word. So, uh, but I guess if they all thought it was over, I don't know. Yeah, they all kind of went their separate ways. Yeah. Jenny just, was the only one that actually stayed in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I am glad they explained it. I was worried they would just not address it. So, yeah, I'm glad that they did do something. And I think Jenny does know where he is. And they Oh, did, I know she does. They yeah. did leave it kind of open. Yeah. Now, we we're pretty sure that Orlando's not ever coming back to the show. I think it would take a lot to get him back. I think it would, too. Um, but we do have a new showrunner, so who knows? That's who true. Knows? And I think that they... And they might have done it as a way to say, Orlando, we left it open for you. Yeah, they didn't You're say, welcome. Frank died. Or, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. So they didn't just get rid of him. Um, so I wonder if... I mean, we come back to the archives, and they're talking about its demolition. So I wonder if they're using this as a transition to help us accept them moving to a new because they're a new filming location right as a way to kind of help us ease into ease it. into them moving i know oh. you don't i see the look on your face i know <laughs> I don't you like don't it. like it but you're right it could instead it of takes just, us out of the rut instead of and instead of just being like new location this is some sort of a transition time because right. abby says something like she's been trying to move boxes she's been for boxing months, it up or for weeks yeah um but apparently they have need of the archives again because... Maybe they're going to save the archives. Maybe. Maybe they're going to find a way to save the archives. He we wants don't know. to look up, uh, you know, mythological creatures. And well, he brings... Yeah, he's looking for bestiary texts. Yes. He's looking for uh, Voynich or the Codex Serafini. Yeah. Neither of which are bestiary texts. No. Well, the Voynich uh, manuscript was never translated. It's in some... Well, pe- some people have... Th- said they've translated it but it, it's in an unknown uh language from what i saw okay but 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 i still don't believe it was a bestiary text no. at all because and here's why it was a codex um, of some sort but it not. was but it has a bunch of illustrations in it herbal illustrations astronomical illustrations biological illustrations um cosmological pharmaceutical recipes but nothing to do with animals yeah it was all like human stuff so again they reference real things but they reference them slightly incorrectly and then the codex seraphini mm-hmm. was written in 1981 well there you go then so what i know i it almost would have been like well i guess they weren't going to corbin's files yeah i guess that's one thing but still i'm just like oh yeah. my god really not yeah. even somewhat cl- yeah. I don't, it hurt my head to think about <laughs> so we go to pandora again and she's somewhere in the woods some kind of ruins or something and so she um has this fountain and she sees the images of the dead hunters in it and um now when she walks in yeah she is singing another rhyme it is she another is. british nursery rhyme okay what is it it's um it's just a counting rhyme. It doesn't really have a name. Okay. Um, it's a counting rhyme. And it's what it is. One for sorrow, two for mirth, three for a wedding, four for a birth, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret not to be told. That's where she stops. And I've heard seven for a secret. Right. Um, eight for heaven, nine for hell, and ten for the devil's own cell. So that's so the end of it. So we get a double reference. So that's the end of it. But um, the entire idea of a counting rhyme, and this specifically... Um, because that's 
uh, one version of it. There's another version of it that's one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, three, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told, eight for a wish, nine for a kiss, ten for a time of joyful bliss. Oh, so they made it less many. Right, and there are actually several variants of variations. it. Variations. Um, one for sorrow, two for mirth, three for wedding, four for birth, five for rich, six for poor, seven for a witch, I can tell you no more. Oh. Anyway, it goes on and on and on and on. And what that comes from is um, if you saw a bunch of magpies mm-hmm. or crows, depending on, because it started out with magpies over in England, and you come over to the North American ones, they're talking about crows. Okay. And that seems to be um, that that it, the idea changes about the same time that people are crossing the Atlantic. Okay. So it makes sense. But what it is if you would like you would say you would see three crows land, three four, uh, three four girl. Oh, okay. Or if you saw two, uh, two for joy, or in hers. So if one if you saw it would be one for sorrow. We always see that one black bird. One one for sorrow, two for mirth. Okay. Three for a wedding, four for a birth. So if you were to see four crows, there would be a birth. If you were oh. saw seven, it was a secret not so to be told. So it's kind of like fortune telling. It's a counting rhyme. Oh, okay. And they're very, very common. It's like superstition-y kind it of fortune telling. It but, is. And but you know, witches are bad. God, people are stupid. I know, right? So, but you also asked me while we were watching it, her rhyming was bugging you. Yes. I was like, we can stop with this now. But then I had to explain to you why rhymes are important. Yes. When you're casting spells... Rhyming is important because it helps uh, the flow keeps the flow going. Right, um, it keeps you in control of the power that you're you're sourcing. Um, also, actually, one of the reasons why spells rhyme um, when you're writing the spell, you're putting the power into the spell into the words itself, and you're really not supposed to use somebody else's spell because they wrote it. Really, you're supposed to do your own. So yeah, this I've whole I read whole, it from a spell book is kind of bullshitty. Yeah, it doesn't really work that as, okay. as it doesn't work as well. But I've got a whole text that I'll post. A, I've got to post a bunch of links. Um, okay, cool. About why rhymes should spell and why you should write your own and blah 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 blah. But it's another nursery rhyme basically that she's using. So yeah. again, it's a very mothering type thing. Yeah, it is. She's okay. being being motherish. Well, and she takes the water from this fountain. Because um, she says she wants more fear, which, you know, that's great. Because fear that can be powerful. Seem, that fear is very almising at all. No, no. Almising? No. Almising. You've been around Ominous. me too long. Um, but then she pours some of the water onto this plant, and it grows. It's and a, I'm like, this is not good. It's a fear plant. Yeah. This is not good. I don't know. <laughs> can be good. No. <laughs> so we go back to the archives, and um, Abby gets the lab report. And it shows that the residue they found was cinnabar. Mercury sulfide, yes. Which was used as a, which Jenny says was used as a pigment in supernatural artifacts. Because Jenny knows this stuff. And we've been reminded that Jenny does this. And knows this stuff. Yeah. There, so goes, that I liked. We'll come back. Yeah, there's another There's another little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the hides of demons were believed to contain large, amount, large amounts of this, according to Ichabod. Including the Yao Kwai. And it was supposed to be this like battlefield demon from the Tang Dynasty. Mm -hmm. And it's drawn to conflict and it can paralyze its victims with fear. Mm -hmm. But Ichabod says they're more servants instead of masters. And so they think somebody summoned it. Well, of course, because it wouldn't be Sleepy Hollow if somebody didn't summon something somewhere sometime. Right. 
But the yeah, and I'm over her huffing and puffing. Yes, you are. You know I so am. So go ahead. Because a Yao Guai is not a particular demon. It is a general term. For it demon. is a Chinese general term okay. for a demon. It's not a specific demon. There are some specific Yao Guai that uh, in popular culture that are specific ones, but it's really the name in and of itself is just a it's like if we were to say oh it's this it's a demon it's the demon demon it's the demon demon that makes no sense yeah but i i it's it it's sounds exotic hollow, so yeah whatever and yeah. i couldn't i tried to do like a search on battlefield demons and it really came up with nothing okay um but they go on he grabs um franklin's diary yes or sketchbook or whatever yes. they called it yes which i thought was a great callback yeah i like that they brought that book back which was great um and it talks about the battle of bunker hill mm-hmm. and that was prescott mm-hmm. and the red coats really were referred to as red demons yeah which he was like oh i i, I thought that was just uh you know basically some I thought it was just trash talk red no really? but it was there was apparently a real red devil there but i love that they they took that and made it something I do too. Sleepy Hollow. So that, I really like that. As as it's often referred to on, on the interwebs, the twistery. Yes. Yes. Um, I like that. But I love that they did that. Yeah. And it turns out he says that the that the colonial side took really bad damage uh, because of the Yao Guai until Washington. <laughs> I'm just making <laughs> shit up here. Washington got a message to Colonel Prescott. Who then was able to turn the tide and win the battle. But who took the message to Prescott? Betsy fucking Ross. But she's still in the past. Yes, and I'm very happy about that. It was a flashback. They didn't bring her to current times. Yes. So. And so she apparently uh, penetrated the British front lines to uh, deliver Washington's message to Prescott. And she's got this, like, saber thing. I, her sword bothers me. As does the corset. But at least she had like a jacket on and a hat. How did you like this show with so much bothering you? (laughs) I want... You can't have everything. So uh, Ichabod says that her role as a seamstress was just a cover. Um, And then he makes a point of saying that she was his partner. But not like that. They were not a thing. In crime. (laughs) And Jenny and Abby are like, "Mm mm-hmm. Which I would too. I loved how smug they both were. Because Abby's like, uh, you know, they had a thing. And he was like, we did not have a thing. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They, they uh, or a- she tried. I don't know. She gives him a big old smooch right here. Mm-hmm. And he was not he backing off. He oblivious to it, though. He, was, <sighs> just, he can't be that oblivious. I don't know. Ichabod is not that much of a cinnamon roll. He is a problematic fave. He is. Um, but I did not even bother looking up anything about Betsy Ross because we all know better. Yeah. She barely made the flag. She's almost like folklore status. She really is. As it relates to the revolution. Yeah, there's really not no proof whatsoever that she actually made the first flag. Yeah. At all. Um, so we see a flashback and Ichabod is smuggling her close to Bunker Hill so that she can deliver the message and she's gonna have to go behind the line herself, but you now- know. What I like about this is, as we know, Washington was always very, very hesitant to put Ichabod in danger. In direct line of In fire. direct line of danger. Because he knew he was a witness and he was important. Right. And here we see it again. Yeah. So that's an interesting tie back. Whether yeah. they meant it or not. Yeah. I see it. It wasn't Ichabod sent across lines. Right. It was Betsy Ross. Exactly. Because it could very easily have been Ichabod. Yeah. 
And so she tells him, she tells him where to stop. And he's like, it's always Ichabod in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, she's like, uh, she wants to go now. And he, he kind of preaches caution. He's like, nope. She's like more, no more people are going to die. So I need to go now. And, uh, she does. She gives him a kiss for luck. <laughs> And I'm just like, you just wanted to now, smooch all up on him. That was not exactly a Leah and Luke Skywalker kiss it, for it luck. It was not. No, it was not. It was a planted right on the lips. She wants her of, son. Yeah. She, which I can't, you can't blame No, you her. can't blame her. Can't fault her for that. Um, and so then she leaves with the message. And so Ichabod says that they have to find out what was in the message. And it's the only way that they can find out how to defeat the Yagwai. Yeah, yeah. And um, so Jenny's like... Uh, <laughs> she pull she pulls it out. He's like, "How are we gonna find out who has the message and where's the message?" Jenny's like, "I found it." And Abby's like, "Well, you know, I could get my resources here and there." And Jenny's like, mm, "It's right here." Yep. And she's like, "Uh, this is what I do." They Tracking re- down artifacts. They remembered. They yes. finally remembered that it was what she did. Not, well, I mean, Holly did it too, but it's what she did. I yeah. mean, even Ms. Corbin Sh- sent her all over the world finding stuff. Oh, I know. Absolutely. And Miss Charlotte even tweeted at us about it. Yes. Yes. Um, she's, let's see. She says to us, uh, it was good. It wasn't great. Did you notice when Jenny found the note, she said, this is what I do. The mm-hmm. writers forgot in season two. And they did. They very they much absolutely did. forgot that that's what Jenny does. And they, I think they, no- they noticed. I want her to have a role in this team. And so at least judging by this episode, that's going to happen. Yes. Um, I'm excited for Jenny to be back. She's like their artifact librarian slash researcher. She knows this stuff. Which she kind of was in season one. Yeah. It just fell apart in season two. Yeah. And I didn't like it when they didn't involve her. They never explained why. And she was never around. Yeah. So that that's my big thing. So I was I was very happy about that. Um, <laughs> she's like, it's in colonial times. And he's like, that doesn't help us now. It needs to be in the here and now. And she's like, no, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's at colonial times, proper noun. And <laughs> so they go and it's this cheesy cheese ball theme restaurant. He, Ichabod is in hell. Oh my God. So I paused much. it on the menu. Oh, did you? It is pure gold. It is like a veggie forge. For vegetables. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, like every single one I face palmed at, and I was like, it's so cheesy. I, I love, love it. it. It's great. <laughs> I want to go eat there Spaghetti now. Spaghetti and musket balls. It's great. It's fat. So that's a place I would go. Oh, I would totally go there. I would love that. Themed restaurants are where it's at. <laughs> Because so, we're going to medieval times. We are. Next we are. month. So. And um, so <laughs> he's like, it's been used to decorate an eatery. And so. <laughs> Yes, just, yes, it has. He's so full of indignation, and it's great. And so uh, they, they look around. Oh, there, don't forget, there's mini golf in back. That's true, that's true. It's important. And um, so they find uh, the satchel among some of the exhibits. Oh, um, the hat, he turns it yes. around, says the point, the point does go in the front. Yeah, he was like, you're not a it's pirate. Important. And um, yeah, the, that Arr. poor guy, he's like, why are you talking that way? And he's like, this is how we spoke in ye old times. Yeah, no, they didn't. And I'm like, don't be hard on him. He is reading a script. It's true, he is. They uh, that that, that Look poor around, that buddy. poor guy just had to memorize the script for his job. So Bless be quiet. Heart. Um, so they find the satchel, and um, Ichabod stands guard while Abby's like, oh, I'm just gonna steal this. And uh, <laughs> but they bring back around uh, Abby's former criminal life. Yeah, we see shades of that again. They remember that. That was nice. 
Uh, so they take it out in the car, and Ichabod discovers that the message is a cipher, because of course it fucking is a cipher. Everything's a damn cipher. And, um... Uh, the Boston Tea Party set was cute, too. There's so much sass oh, that was in this so scene. so funny. And she was like, go it's buy hilarious. yourself something. Yeah. And, uh... It's a John Jay cipher is what it is. Yes. Yes. And that is a thing. And so Abby is like, I'll drop you off at the archives to go work on it while uh, she goes and, like, you know, does her job. They remember she has a job. Yeah. For now. That was, yeah, for now. We'll Let's see, see how long, how long yeah. her job sticks around. And so um, we go back to Pandora and she's walking along the uh, the road, which I think is the same road that Ichabod walked down in the first episode and Abby walked down when she traveled sure. back in time. Yeah, because yeah, they have the thing. And um, she's in this big cloak and it's all very dramatic. And, um, it's poofy. And she's got her, her, her little British accent. And a police car pulls up, and he wants to know if everything is all right. And she says she's headed for the township. and Settlement. The settlement. The settlement. And he's really confused, and he looks down, but then he looks back up, and she's dressed normally, and she's got an American Like a hiker. Accent. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to hike. And he's like, but it's five miles. And she's like, no, I'm good. Okay, my question is, what on earth is a patrol car doing five miles out of town? Hanging out. I don't know. Trying to catch speeders. Five miles outside of his jurisdiction? Well, jurisdiction doesn't necessarily end at town. So, I don't know. Um, so, Pandora's coming to town. <laughs> it's taken her a lifetime to get here. Yeah, that's not ominous at all. No. Um, so, we go back to the archives, and um, Jenny is going through a box of her stuff. But the box says Jenny and Corbin. I know. On it. And they show us a picture of Jenny and Corbin. And thank you for remembering that Jenny had a relationship with Corbin, too. Yes. Because they, they did. They completely ignored that last season. They are totally remembering that Jenny is a character. Yeah, and she does show. stuff, and she's useful, and she knows stuff, and she's awesome. <sighs> um, and so there's this bag holding a piece of uh, black obsidian, which looked like it was very uh, importante. I'm hoping we'll see it again. I am, because too. Because it was very, they, it was a very, it was very prominent, prominently yeah. shown. Um, and so Ichabod uh, comes in, and he asks for help, which I thought was nice. Never usually asks for help um, in in interpreting the message, and um, well, they they have a whole discussion about uh, Jenny's job situation. Yeah, Jenny's job situation that she's been job hunting, and yep. uh, she talks about being a paralegal, mm-hmm. and now they cannot fit in together. Yeah, because she's found it really difficult having her having a place in the world, and um, so yeah, I, I kind of like that. There's some bonding. There's some bonding on that side. They're literally they are very much bringing Jenny into the fold yes. as a much more main character. Yes, where which last I'm season very grateful. For. Oh, I know. Which I think they heard that the the show the powers that be must have heard us screaming, and yeah. by us I mean everybody who watches the show. Yeah, get rid of Katrina, put Jenny back where she belongs. Yes, and that's what they've done, which is nice. So, um, they he shows her the message and um. It says that the Yaogwai is attracted to aggression and gunpowder. Which is just weird. So, uh... <laughs> well, I guess for a battlefield demon, that's what you do, so... Yeah, and Ichabod's like, oh my god, Abby's on a drug bust. And they have guns there. And they're gonna be aggressive. And, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. and Jenny's like, oh my god, it's gonna attract the demon. And so this was the very much like, we're gonna point this toward the thing, and this is what, this is our train of thought. Well, exactly, and uh, Jenny does mention... Um, he's because he said 
that the the stamen dates to the Tang Dynasty, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, by the way, that's when gunpowder was invented," which it was. Okay. So Jenny knows things. Jenny knows. Jenny is helpful, and she is a good member of the team. But they found a way to tie the twistery, yeah, together, and neither one of them know what a paralegal is. Yeah. But when we were watching <laughs> it, I said. That they're going to find a way. The drug bust is going to be a part of this. Yes. It's, it's it going is. to come together. And it is. And uh, so we see Abby and her boss taking, um, which I'm not going to bother with his name because he dies. So Granger. I don't really care about that. Uh, so Abby and her boss, Granger, Granger. Um, they take the team. I had to look it up. Yeah. I didn't know what his name was until I went and looked it up on IMDb. Yeah. So. so they take a team into where Lorenzo is meeting and shots are fired. Shots fired. Yeah, and um, Abby spots the Yao Guai on the roof. And so uh, her boss corners the drug guy, and the Yao Guai comes in and paralyzes her boss with his little fear paralyzed powers. He gives all grayscale. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a practical effect, but it works. And so um, it, it, it does slashy slashy on his throat, and just in time for Abby to show up, and she shoots it. Yeah. And it runs away. And so does Lorenzo. And then Abby uh, screams for medical assistance. And while she's trying to stem the bleeding, because, you know, his throat's ripped out. And uh, he dies right there. So it was very much a parallel to Corbin. Yes. I mean, you can't ignore that. It really was. But I'm glad that they they didn't try to make it the emotional no, no, no. Seeing that it they was. They didn't try to pilot. tug her heartstrings like they did with Corbin. No, she was constantly saying, sir, sir, sir. Yeah. And she had only worked for him for, at most, four months. Uh, yeah. That so, we can figure, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, at the archives, um, Abby tells them that that uh, the FBI is blaming Lorenzo for the death. Yep. And... Um, She's like, I wounded it, and that Jenny was like, Oh my God, you got through its hide. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be, you know, impenetrable, impenetrable. Yeah. And she's like, Yeah, but its eyes turned white, really, just really Real quickly, quick. and um, like a shark when it attacked. Yeah, which, by the way, sharks' eyes do change color. They they have this membrane that that goes over their eyes when they attack. So that really is a thing. We learned something new. Yeah, and so. Um, now, we've had demons turn white eyes in the past, though. We have indeed. So, interesting that they finally give us an explanation in a sort of way. But I way. don't know if it's all demons or just this one. Okay, but... Well, because they do go on about the, to the whites of their eyes yes. thing. So, they tied it into history because part of uh, Ichabod's uh, message... Uh, or he, he realizes that Prescott told his men not to fire until he saw the whites of their eyes. Yep. Which is, you know, we've we've all heard that. Yankee Doodle. No, so, was, there was, yeah. So they're tying that in. So mm-hmm. more twistery. And, um, but there's so much of it. It's exciting. It is. I it's like really it. cool. That's and what the so, show is about. And so Abby's like, well, they were only white for like a few seconds. And so there's not a big window. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we're going to have to take it down with teamwork. <gasps> because we're a team that all works together. The T word. Yep. And um, so Abby... Um, Conveniently gets a call. That, of course she does. That Lorenzo is holed up in this warehouse and he has hostages and he wants to speak to her. The arresting officer or the officer that was in the room yeah. when when this guy died. And so she leaves um, 
Ichabod and Jenny to figure out how they're gonna, you know, set up so she, you know so they can do and keep and keep attack. me posted. Yeah, and so uh, she goes to the warehouse, and um, Ichabod and Jenny are sneaking around the back, and I'm like, that's good. Just run around with guns while there's an FBI hostage right. st- standoff. Right, but I want to point out that Abby leaves. Mm-hmm. And then Jenny grabs a bag and she starts to walk it. Oh, we're going to need lots of guns and da-da. so Jenny's back on weapon duty. Yep. Yay! I'm so glad she's back. I just I know we keep pointing it out, but look here, look here. They well, bring... I mean, we bitched about it enough. Yeah, and they're actually doing something. Yeah, and I if, I don't think we were the only ones that felt that way. So I agree. Um. So yeah, Jenny's like, look, I brought some bait, and she brought some gunpowder. <laughs> what was it? She said you can't. You have to chum the water. You have to chum the water. Yeah, she made another shark reference, which, yeah. hey, I like it when they stick with the theme. Hey, that's fine. And so she she lights the gunpowder. And um, just as Abby goes in and um, Lorenzo's like, uh, he's like, a, you know, she she knows that he didn't kill her uh, She makes her boss. this big speech. and But at first he's like, did you see it? And she's like, she lies at first. Yeah. And then he freaks out. He's like, I know you saw it. And she's like, yeah, okay, fine. She admits it. I saw it. I saw demons. I've seen all kind of weird shit. There's ghosts and there's witches and there's horsemen of the apocalypse. So this is her, I got from this, this was her admitting again, this is not over. I think she was talking to herself as much as she was talking to Lorenzo. And you could see... You could almost see like the tears standing out in her eyes as yeah. she's talking about. It. And this when, is she's, when she's like, "This is my mission. Well, when I she, am a witness." Well, when she says, "I am a witness," she kind of looks down, like she's realizing what she's saying. Yeah, this is not over, Abby. So she's back on team witness. So to me, yeah, this was definitely her admitting her it to herself. About, yeah. And um, so Lorenzo collapses, and Abby gets the hostages. She out. shoes them out. It's great. He's like, "Get, you the, get fuck the fuck out. out of here." And so, like you said, conveniently, as soon as the last hostage leaves the room, um, he starts firing. He, Lorenzo starts firing at her. And, uh, she shoots a steam pipe, which I took it to be very you deliberately. S- you think she did it on purpose? I think she did it on purpose because Abby's awesome. I'm not convinced. Okay. <laughs> because in the past, we've always seen them just shoot the bad guys. Yeah. And I would have shot him in the leg, but, you know, whatever. Maybe that's not what they're teaching at Quantico I these guess days. not. It, it is. Yeah, I guess it would be different training. <laughs> Fine. So. Um, Change. So we go back to Ichabod and Jenny and they spot the monster approaching. Jenny is taking care of business. And uh, so they get more gunpowder ignited, but the demon's like, fuck you. <laughs> and so Jenny's like, hey, I'm going to shoot at it. <laughs> and that works. <laughs> well, sh- and so they run into a warehouse. Yeah, they do. And, um. This is while Abby's Abby's got Lorenzo knocked out and she handcuffs him and the agents burst in and it's like, oh, look, oh, Abby's yeah, fabulous. Whoa, whoa. Um, go, 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 go. And Sorry. so Abby uh, or Ichabod gets kind of approached by the, by the Alguai. And so all these FBI agents around and they don't notice Jenny and Ichabod with nope. the exploding gunpowder in the, okay. And also the fact that if they do get caught, this is not good. No, this is not local. No. This is federal. You you know, I just happen to have a gun where this, you know, drug And Jenny being a convicted up. criminal? Well, and Ichabod, too. He was, you know. He, well, not as he, bad he as Jenny, but, well, not like Jenny's got a record. That's true. Nobody got a record like Jenny got no, a record. No, ain't nobody. And so, um, basically, Jenny's supposed to take it out. She's playing sharpshooter. Yeah. While Ichabod's like, oh, well, I'm, but I'm glad to see Jenny in that traditionally male role. Yeah. Your bait. 
I'll be over here shooting it. Right. And um, so as soon as it's uh, it's eyes change, Jenny goes to take the shot, but she her elbow slips. Right. It's and like so she misses. Yeah, it's like her weight shifted when she put the pressure on the trigger. Yeah. And so of course it then goes to attack her, as they do. And but it knocks Ichabod below into all these boxes, and it's very dramatic. The convenient pile of boxes below. Yes. 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 And it's very dramatic, and it leaps down to go get him. And just as his eyes are turning white, Abby shoots him. She saves the day again. again. Just like when there was that the painting episode and she comes in and at the last second. Because <laughs> she's Abby. It's and she's be- like, what? What's up? <laughs> and Ichabod's like, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> and, but we get a face touch and a hug from them. Yes. Finally, they hug. Because yes. I, I was like, fucking All the finally. whole episode, you're like, hug, hug, hug. hug. Yes. So. Yes. So they they have a nice little witness hug and and they're both back on board. It was yes. they didn't even really have to discuss it, but yeah, they're a team. Welcome and they back, know Crane. It. Yes. Welcome back, Lieutenant. Yes, and that's all it took <laughs> to know excited. that they are back, right? Because exactly. they've kind of been at odds this whole episode, but that right there, yeah. Because Abby, uh, like you said, it is a good parallel to the first one. She has been in denial. Back to the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, it's a reboot. It's this whole episode. It is a reboot. Yes. Call it what it is. Which this I think is I'm, a, doing, I'm sorry so. it's been sucking for a while. We're going to make it better. <laughs> we'll fix it. Just yeah. trust us. And so I'm I'm, I'm going to go with them. Okay. Um, so See how it goes. Abby, uh, they go back to the to the det- detention center. And um, Abby recovers the tablet. She gets it for Ichabod. And um, there's another piece. And so they see this drawing. <sighs> this bullshit drawing. And the guy's like, hey. That looks like you two. It does not. It does not look like them at all. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but that does not... Uh, aside from the height difference, that does not look like them. No. Not even a little bit. But whatever. And so they go to... But I think I think the problem is that they realized that it looked so little like them that they had to have somebody say... It looks like it you It looks too. like you. <laughs> That's what I'm getting out of this. That could very well be. Um... So, so they go back to the bar, which apparently we're keeping. Maybes. Maybes. Yay. Which Jenny Maybe. works there now. Yes. Well, but Jenny has a job. Yeah. Whoa. At least they've done something. And I can actually see this being pretty convenient because she could work all kinds of different hours. Mm-hmm. So it, it could bar. be con- conceivable for her to be able to work with them. Right. So that's good. Uh, but he, uh, Ichabod finds... Uh, one word on the drawing, destroyers. Well, there now he's calling it Acadian. Yeah, which yes is kind of related to Sumerian, but they neither one of them are polka dot drawing <laughs> languages. So, um, so he doesn't think that that their work is complete, which yet yeah, nerder. And um, we kind of picked up on that at season three. Yeah, and Abby's like, uh, so okay, maybe the second tribulation has begun. Maybe. 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 And, uh, Jenny brings them free drinks. It's Sam Adams beer. Did you notice? Well, it looked like it, but then he called it a blueberry stout. And I don't know that Sam Adams has a blueberry stout, but I kind of want to try it because I like stouts and blueberry. What the hell? So um, it did look like Sam Adams, though, which I thought was apropos. But um, and Abby's like, God, she's going to get fired because she keeps bringing us drinks. <gasps> it's a thing. It's a it's blueberry hill lager. Oh. <gasps> I need to try that. Yeah, it's it's a real thing. 
See, now, I hope that was product placement because that is the kind of product well, placement that I will accept. They Not did. that Ford bullshit from last season. <laughs> well, they didn't really show us the bottles yeah. outright. When she sets them down the table, you see her actually turn the bottles so the label is facing away from the camera. But it looked like a same Adams bottle. So I don't know if... It's not a. It's a not sponsored product placement. Could very well be because they've already. But they've already talked about Sam Adams. Yes, from a historical so, context, and we all know that it's not actually it's Sam Ruby. Adams. Um, but yeah, I thought that was cool that they brought I that back. I want to try that. And Ichabod likes it. He does. He didn't think it would work, but it does. But strangely, it does. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so they drink to Abby not being alone. And Abby's like, oh, I'm going to go actually pay for these drinks because I don't want Jenny to get fired. And they do mention Mike. They do. The guy at the bar that Jenny had a thing for last season. Beardy. Mm-hmm. So I hope I hope he's back because he was, he was quite attractive. Well, at least they mentioned him. That's true. And so uh, on our way up there, Abby bumps into Pandora. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says that, you know, she's, she's from out of town and she just came in. And um, Abby's like, oh, Pandora like Pandora's box. And she's like, actually, it was more of a dowry. And she's like, what? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I like I like classics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? And so Abby goes back to her table and Pandora's like, Sleepy Hollow already feels like home. Yeah, it's all very ominous. So uh, my first thing, because we were both trying to figure out the dowry thing. Right. Um, is it like she's going to be the bride of the Lucifer or something? And that's her dowry is all oh, the that's an interesting take on it. So I don't I don't know because I don't know how she fits into the whole this whole demon thing. I don't either. I mean, I, she's extremely powerful. Now, I can see the why they would go to the Pandora's uh, mythology because of the box and the releasing the monsters. So we have our monster of the week thing going on. Right, and right. Then this is our tribulation. It's a perfect setup. It's yeah. pre-written. Yeah. You know. But I don't know how they're going to tie it into the end of days. Yeah, I don't either, because because this predates anything biblical, right? Because she's and it's she's Greek, Greek mythology. It's yeah. not you know in the Bible. So, but uh, the new showrunner said something like, "We're going to try to get further away from mythology this season, as far as like you know the the uh, the rules of it. I guess uh, the constraints of it." Is what I right. kind of gathered from it. Right. Who so knows? I, I took this to mean they're going to do whatever the fuck they want. I think they are. Which is fine as long as it works and it's entertaining. There's nothing that's like, no, it has to, the mythology has to be like this. Yeah. I just don't see how they can really get away from mythology. When I, I read that, I was like, yeah, but how do you do that in this show? Yeah. I mean, it's the tribulation. It's the end of days. How do you avoid mythology? And that's what all we have this episode with the, with the Yaguai was mythology. Although the Algwai was completely 100% made up mythology. Yeah, but still. Maybe that's what they mean. They're just not going oh, to re- use real mythology. They're just going to make maybe. it all up. So I thought it was, like I said, it was not as bad as... I was not expecting a whole lot. I was expecting just for me to be angry this entire time. And I wasn't <laughs> completely happy with some of the choices. But I'm trying to, trying to be open-minded about it. I know that's very hard for me sometimes. <laughs> It'll be okay. Yeah. So I just don't know how this FBI thing's going to work. Well, I see I, it being more of a hindrance now than anything. Well, I'm hoping that that they're just going to use it as character development. Yeah. 
for Abby. Because I do get for the character development standpoint where that goes in. Because she needs that. We need some freaking character development from Abby. We've got a bunch of character development from Ikebod. But I do like Abby. But as far as development goes, her yeah. character really hasn't changed from the first time we've met her and i and i think it was very much like i'm just not gonna wait around for ichabod to do whatever the fuck he's gonna do and hell yeah she should not have yeah she wasn't pining you go girl him. so i'm i'm totally fine with that so from, from the character standpoint absolutely just, plus I, you know i was i'm worried from the fbi standpoint which apparently it's not going to be an issue that they're just basically operating in sleepy hollow right so I, I was kind of afraid. It's that, next door. Yeah. You know how it is. But I th- also think that the fact that she went to the, F- she's gone to the FBI also will cover up the fact that they moved filming locations. I thought that too. We did, you know, we, you notice we didn't see any of the uh, outside, shots. outside overhead shots. We didn't see the outside of the sheriff's department. We didn't see the outside of the archives, any yep. of that. But they did bring us to the set of the archives. Um, and I did just now think of something that probably made you happy. No tunnels. No tunnels. I didn't even realize it until now. We won't have any more tunnels. If if they do close the archive, the tunnels are not helpful Thank anymore. Gosh, that would be great to get away from those dang tunnels. Yeah, because everything is not in the tunnels. They were becoming a little too convenient. They really were. Yeah. Uh, whereas we still do need the information that's in the archives. Yeah, that's going to be important. So I don't know what they're going to do for their new base. If, if we do end up saving the archives. Where is Ichabod or, going to live? Oh, my god! If not in the archives. Or Corbin's cabin. Because maybe Jenny's been staying at the cabin. Because I don't Ooh. see Abby and Jenny I don't think Ichabod cohabitating. Are, no, and I don't see Ichabod living at the cabin anymore. No. Not after that whole pentagram on the ground thing. Yeah. Incident happening. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Yes. I, but I'm... I'm interested in the show again. Yes. I'm interested to see where it's going. A I saw, lot has changed. I saw a lot of reviews that said the show is not dead yet. Give it another chance. I did see a lot of positive reviews for this. Yeah. I think it had like 88% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Did it? Yeah. It had a really high, higher than I expected. So, and and like you said in the preview cast, um, they retained a decent bit of their audience. So, I mean, there were people like us hanging on going, all right, show me something good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and season two retained a lot more of the audience than you would have expected. And and I saw um, a lot of uh, quotes about, you know, people saying that they had that they had gotten away from it and they were gonna ca- they wanted to catch up. Yeah, and people were just like, "Go watch the last two episodes," and that's about it. Yeah, just let it go. The last two episodes are the best ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's a here's a great segue. Okay. Um, we have feedback. We do. We have feedback, and we're very, very excited about that. We have two feedbacks. Uh, we do. Um, you, which one do you want to do first? Let's do yours first. Okay. Because uh, I have one, and you have one. We yes. split it up. <laughs> um, we do have... Okay, this is from Willow. She wrote in, and she cited a Tumblr post with some meta on it for us. But she says... Uh, And everything written there is thought-provoking and quite a lot of it true. And we'll go over that in a minute. Uh, She says, I got momentarily sidetracked since I never watched the Jefferson episode, only heard your podcast. Right. So Willow didn't finish watching everything. Um, But she was thinking of our point of view of the Crane Jefferson love story. Yep. So she thought we would be interested in this because historically they would have been the same age. Yeah, they they made Jefferson much older in the show. Yes, and I'm so glad that she pointed us pointed us to this, and we really do appreciate that. This is the kind of stuff we 
this is the kind of, we tell us. Yeah, it's great. This is what we're interested in. This is what we want to hear about. Uh, and I'll put a link to the, in the show notes to the Tumblr post. And it goes on and on about the ages of the different characters. Yeah. Including Betsy Ross, Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, who uh, would have been 27 to 38 in Ichabod's time. Right. But the actor who played him, Stephen Weber, is 54. Yeah. So they made him much, much older. They've been, basically the gist of it is they've been skewing the guys up. Right. And the women down. The men older and the women younger. Yeah. Is the basic premise of the story, but I'm not going to sit here and go through every single one of them. Which I thought it was, I thought the argument was really interesting because it was, they didn't want to distract from the colonial man candy that is Ichabod. But they made the women sexier. Sexier, yeah. They sexified them, which is a problem that you get in shows so very often. And it looks like they're still doing it with Bessie Ross because, and and I will say, thank God she had some kind of a jacket and a hat, but she's wearing a fucking corset on the battlefield with her boobs just all I know. up. You've hated that corset from day one. <sighs> so so that, that does bother <laughs> me. But I thought it was very interesting because I didn't, and we talked about this before the cast, I didn't notice the men thing because I guess in my head... Uh, you know, and I don't, I don't know how many listeners we have that are not American, so they may have a different perspective on it. But we're raised with this American Revolution stuff from when we're little. And in my head, the founding fathers are stodgy old white dudes. It's because they were. But I saw them as very old. So to find out that in some of the circumstances, they've skewed them even older. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like the poster... Um, asserts that it's to make Ichabod um more attractive by comparison right because look at look at look at how fine he looks compared to this old guy right or it's just that they are feeding into our group perception of the founding fathers it could be one or the other yeah um because she they they did i started to say she i apologize i don't know uh they do mention that jefferson was 33 years old Mm -hmm. and there's there's actually there's several people on this thread yeah, they got Benjamin Arnold or, well, or no, Benedict Arnold. Well, there's several people posting on the thread. Yes, that's true. There's several people. And one person states that Jefferson was 33 years old. And if they had put an attractive man next to Ichabod Crane, well, first of all, you wouldn't have had the mentor relationship. Right. And then, Which I think you can still have because Jefferson was a fucking genius. He was. But, I mean, I, I see where that's coming from. And they complain about why not have peers. Because mm-hmm. Jefferson would have been more of a peer. Yes. To Ichabod. Why not yes. have more, more peers? And they cite Alexander Hamilton and Marquis de Lafayette. But, and we discussed this before we started recording, that um, we believe that the show has been more name-dropping. Yeah, I think they went after names for, um, I also think from, from historical name-dropping, like names that we know, like Jefferson and Franklin, but also they went with actors. They didn't just pick some random hot guy that would have been the right age. They went after Timothy Busfield for for uh, Franklin. Right, they went somebody after, who looks like Yeah, Franklin. they went after Stephen Weber for, for Jefferson. I think they were going for names more than anything. Well, but still they have these women who are so much more... Yes. Yeah, and I and it's, it's a thing, and it's happened. Mm-hmm. So... But I, I did think that because I I did notice that the women were sexified and we and I think we've we've commented on that several times. But I did not think about the fact that the but men are skewed problem. older. It's a common problem. Yeah, it, it's a common problem in television shows, and they're still doing it here. But uh, the point of Willow sending this to us is yes. to support our Crane Jefferson ship ship. So yeah. we appreciate that. Um, but we have more feedback. We do. Um, this kind of goes back to what we were um, in our preview cast where we sorted 
the uh, characters into Hogwarts houses. Yes. Which, if you haven't listened to that, please listen to that because it's, it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Um, and so this comes from Jamie, and um, Jamie said that um, you know because we kind of put Abby into Gryffindor slash Hufflepuff. Uh, I think Gryffindor more than leaning anything, towards but, Griff- Gryffindor, but yeah. I think she had some Hufflepuff qualities. Um, and so this is the great thing. This is what I love about sorting. Um, because Jamie made a really good case for Abby being in Slytherin. Which surprised me when I originally read it, but then when I got to her backup for it, I was like, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and so, um, Jamie says that, uh, the whole situation with Moloch and, um, her lying was complete self-preservation. Yes, it was. And, um, which, you know, is a very Slytherin quality, and, um, you know, Abby is ambitious because she's going to Quantico. She's very focused. And, um, you know, the, the, the trick she pulled with Holly and the bone, um, back in the Pied Piper episode saying, saying like, oh yeah, you can totally have the bone knowing that it's dangerous and it can be used, you know, for evil Mm -hmm. because it has been, she does give Holly the bone, but she totally breaks it right before she does it. So, you know, that kind of behavior, um, the fact that she, uh, she convinced Reyes, that the Hellfire Club was, um, which they were a cult, but she twists it into into not only making her career look better, she makes Ichabod look better because he helped catch them. Mm-hmm. I mean, she totally manipulated that situation. So um, I just, I, I really had not thought about it that way. I and didn't either. Jamie made, a, made some damn good she points. She made a very good case for it, almost to the point where I'm like, yeah, I might have to change my mind. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is also goes back to what I always tend to rant about a little bit when we talk about houses, is that Slytherin does not equal bad. No, it does not. And I do not subscribe to that, just like Gryffindor does not equal good. Um, so I just, I thought that was really, really interesting. And I'm glad you liked the, Jamie liked the trash can house comment for Katrina. <laughs> Because there is, no house. <laughs> there is no trash can house. There is no trash can house. So I that so that was really great. So Jamie, thank you for thank you for sending that to us. Yes, thank you to everybody who sent us Miss Charlotte Willow, everyone who sent us feedback, and we appreciate we it. do appreciate it. We were very very excited. We did text each other the second we got them. Yes, we did, and talked about it in depth. So <laughs> it was it was great. So thank yeah. you. So um yeah I guess. I'm left now after this episode as cautiously optimistic, more so than I was before. Absolutely. Um, and you're just hoping Ichabod's hair grows out. I just want his <laughs> hair to grow out. That's all I need. But at least we get long hair in flashbacks. And as long as Betsy Ross stays in flashbacks. Yeah, I'm worried Pandora is going to work some kind of I'm afraid she her, is too. Bring her to the future. Or it turns out Betsy Ross has been around this whole time and she's immortal or some shit. Because we know Nap's going to be around at some point. Yeah. So yeah i don't know we'll see what happens but um if you guys have any thoughts about this episode or any episode or any future episodes we want to hear from you we do you can email us at randomteapodcasts at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at randomteacasts and on the tumblr at randomteapodcast.tumblr.com and i'm very interested to see if everybody if i'm really the minority in being um so resistant to some of this new stuff yeah, I'd be interested to see what other people think about Abby moving on to the FBI. And were you guys digging what they did with Jenny? Because we certainly were. I was such a big fan of, you know what we didn't get. What did we not get? Where is Holly? No mention of Holly. No mention at all 
of Holly, which I they, kind of wanted wanted Jenny to take over that business. Now I'm fine with that, but say something. Yeah, this was the complaint we had about Jenny all through season two was they never said anything about where she was or what she was doing. Yeah, Holly's still just missing. Now we know he went after Carmilla. Uh-huh. Which is fine, but still no mention of any contact or even just um, Ichabod didn't even ask after him yeah. or anything. Yeah. I mean, surely, of course, we can't cover everything in one episode. I'm fine with that, but I, that's something I would like to see. I thought they just were going to... Just mention his name. I thought they were going to cram other stuff in that we... Other people that we knew were going to start appearing in the series. Uh, you're so, talking about um, her new boss, dude. Yeah. And um, Joe. Right. So, I am glad... We did not see Joe, which you know what was which was weird, though, is on mm-hmm. IMDb, the picture that they put up for this episode mm-hmm. is Joe Corbin. <laughs> That's so weird. I was like, what the hell? So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they didn't cram too much in, because uh, right. it was enough to assimilate ourselves with, because the whole nine months thing, and I was ready to pause it and just take a minute, but we were watching it live, and so I couldn't do that, but <laughs> I was just... I was having a little mini come apart. I was like, you were fucking months. You were. Yeah. It's okay. Damn you, Ichabod. I know. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, you can check out all of uh, everything on randomteapodcast.com. It's got all of our pertinents. It's got our personal pertinents on there. And it also has links to all our other shows if you would like to branch out and listen to them. We also do Gotham. Uh, yes, we're also, we started with season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. So, there's that one. Um, we're also doing, of course, Sleepy Hollow. Um, we also do the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yes. Uh, and random movies, which are just, you know, what the name in, in, implies. You know, implies. Suggestions, welcome. Uh, and then we're also going to, um, I know we keep plugging this, but I'm just really excited about it, is we're going to pick up Agent Carter when it starts in January. Yes, we will. Um, and we're going to do season one before that starts. So I'm, I'm excited about that because I just rewatched all in the last couple of days because i'm a big nerd like that and i was like i can't wait to podcast <laughs> so yeah oh i need to do that too um yeah and we will get back to some of the mcu movies and random movies now that things have slowed down a little bit once we can catch our breath yeah we'll get back on that so uh yeah check us out on itunes pocket cast and stitcher and our website and if you're liking what you're hearing, we would love it if you would leave us some kind of a review or a high five or a like or a heart or whatever the site let you give um that would help other people find us if you if you're if you're digging what we're doing yes please so but thank you guys for listening thanks